Andrew, where are you? Where are you often potting from in your apartment? There, my office. Hmm. John, you? I'm in a hotel. Oh, San Fran, coming in live from the West Coast, Denver. <laughs> San Fran of the Rocky Ooh. Mountains, as they like to say. All right, let's get it going. I got, I got an event I need to get to in, in 50 minutes. So, 50 right. or 15. 50. 5-0. 5-0. Right, I, I have to walk there. So. Oh. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's go, boys. Let's rip and run. All right. So, uh, rip and I, runs. Did, I, I mean, some say I did some great work in putting together a little uh, agenda for us. Let's just say we're on 00028 episode, correct? I think that's right. Awesome. Fente Ocho. Um, so our sponsors, John, why, I mean, why don't you kick it off? You've got the most corporate sponsors going. Uh, I'm sponsored by Aloft Hotels. Uh, it's uh, an SPG, Starward, Starwoods preferred guest. That's what that stands oh, yeah. for. Hotel chain. Oh, I need to get a drink after this. Um, and I'm also sponsored by Cork. Corksicle? Ooh, what's that? This what's is a corksicle. This is what they call swag in the biz. Uh, you guys wouldn't know about that. But I am at a corporate event this week. We're doing a little sales training enablement, and so I, I, I got a, actually a, a new messenger bag for free, and oh I got this corksicle. God. So a messenger bag? You are such a pawn. <laughs> Did I say I was going to use it on a daily basis? <laughs> I have some packages for you to deliver, doll. Hey, John, can't wait to see that messenger bag when you're uh, schlepping up to Burlington. Yeah. What uh, do they give you? When, it, when do you get the fixie bike? Does that come tomorrow? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Andrew, it's, not, it's not Burlington, Vermont, by the way. That's where you'd have a fixie bike. True. Andrew, who are you sponsored by? Sponsored by Harpoon Garten Beer. It's a kettle sour. I actually really dislike it, but it's the only thing I've got, so we're going to go with it. Um... I forget what I have on tap. I think it's probably uh, Lagunitas. Nice. And I'm about to change my beer line. I'm just going to buy new ones. So um, it's good. It's how, good. How long does a beer line last? Depends on how often you clean it and how well you clean it. <clears throat> I think I do a pretty good job cleaning in between kegs, but I like to replace it every year or two. So kind of like, like, like your underwear. It's like a... Uh, Speechless. Um, I'm also sponsored by HBO. I'm currently watching Westworld, and no I, paused it, I paused in the middle of an episode, and I have almost no clue what's happening right now. So, wow, good, good for you. Charlie is sponsored by whatever the hell he's doing right now. By uh, it looks like Stop and Shop, or maybe Star Market as well. About what it looks time like. Is. You know, get him a watch. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I don't think Timex yeah. is going to appreciate this sponsorship, to be honest. Sponsored by Sundials, um, the way Charlie yeah. tells time. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, let's move right on to yeah, our Silverstone recap. Last weekend um, was the, the British Grand Prix, which I think was a general consensus best race of the year so far. I would have to agree. Tremendous. Yeah, big thumbs up. Great race. Um, if anybody still has it on their DVR, I'd say definitely go back and give it a watch. It is uh, edge of the seat stuff. I 
I know that we love F1, and so other people are like, ah, these guys think it's great. It actually is great stuff. Yeah, my I would say my my litmus test for an exciting race is how engaged Carolyn is, and she did not leave for a single lap and was genuinely genuinely interested in the race and was very thrilled during the entire thing. So she I thought was it was tied great. up at the time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> gagged. <laughs> yeah. It's a classic weekend activity, but yeah, she watched the whole thing. Yeah, I was watching with Charlie. We were down on Cape Cod, and uh, he wouldn't. He was giving me grief for pausing it when I had to run to the John, and it was it was that great that I didn't want to miss a single lap. Although, uh, for the record, a lap there is what one thirty. It definitely took me less than that to go pee. But yeah, I mean, Charlie's so temperamental. You know, who's surprised by that? Fickle, fickle little Charlie. Yeah. So. Uh, a great race. Quali- qualification looked like it was going to be Ferrari, Mercedes. We had Hamilton uh, on pole, followed by Vettel, Kimi, Botas. And then a little further back were the Red Bulls, Max and Danny. And then, then we got to the midfield. The Haases were terrific with taking best of the rest uh, lockout position at 7-8. And then Leclerc was great in 9 and Ocon Rounded out the top ten. Um, thoughts on qualification? I didn't. I didn't watch it to be honest. Yeah, I watched it. Um, I, I actually I taped it. I watched it after. I thought the top three, you know, super exciting. It was all within. I think. I think Hamilton out qualified Vettel by point by four one hundredths of a second. Yeah, um, pretty awesome. So the top three very. Cl- Kimmy had a great. Hey, pretty props to Kimmy for coming through um, with that third. After that, yeah, I think. Oh, I think Leclerc is the standout there. Come another Q three. He's having a hell of a season. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. It was a great, a really good Saturday sporting event. And we watched World Cup. I forget what uh, was it England. England. And then we watched, or then I watched qualifying after. Uh, kind of a snoozer. Yeah. I, I would say the uh, the quality was was more exciting than the English match. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, Leclerc, Leclerc is the real deal. You know, he's not as good as Max. I don't know if he ever will be, but uh, those two, no, those two are the future of, of that one. Kimi is the past. Max and Leclerc are the future. So uh, it's exciting times to be an F one fan. Just running through the finish here. You know, this is Lewis. For the first time in a long time, Lewis was the only British driver uh, at the British Grand Prix. It's a for for whatever reason. What about last year? Jensen, um, Jensen was it? Hasn't he been retired two years now? No, Jensen was not there. Two oh, last Julian year, Palmer was there, was he? Wasn't he? Oh, that clown! I oh. think there. Were, I think I'm. Pretty, I'm a jo- I'm a big Julian Palmer year. fan. Uh, I'm a John Eric Verne fan. Formula E. Oh my god! Oh my god! Charlie's here. Oh wow! Mr. Um, Headset. Wow. Uh, in any event, I, I just want to just kind of argue. Hey, it's Charlie. Can you hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> All right, thanks. Coming to us live from South America. Uh, the race finish was especially notable because Vettel finished one, and there was a big deal about Vettel and Ferrari winning on what is considered Lewis Hamilton's home turf. That has been a very favorable grounds for Mercedes historically. Let me just run through the finish, and then we'll jump to our uh, race talking points. We had Vettel one, followed by Hamilton two, Kimi. 
Ball at Botas. So Ferrari, Mercedes, Ferrari, Mercedes, super exciting stuff. Uh, Ricardo came in, um, Verstappen retired. So then we get the best of the rest. We have Hulkenberg, Ocon, Alonso, Magnussen, Perez. So two Force Indias there, but otherwise totally mixed up in terms of constructors. I love to see that in the in the midfield. All right, you guys want to take it away on our uh, top racing highlights here? Yeah, I mean, why don't we start with the start? That's a good place to 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 begin. So it's uh, logical, so, totally logical. So, yeah. so I think the start was great. Um, Vettel qualified second, and he had an amazing start, like usual. Hamilton had a crappy start, also like usual. I think he was in fourth or third. I forget fourth maybe by turn one. Um, so he was feeling a little, I think, left out of the pack. Kimmy locks up going into turn two or three, bumps Hamilton. Hamilton spins out. I think he ends up going to the back of the pack, and then Raikkonen gets a 10-second penalty. Rob, go ahead. Uh, yeah, there has – I mean, I think it was an abnormally bad start for Hamilton, but Mercedes is a little worried about their starts over the last five so races. It was – but it was noticeably bad. I mean, the fact that – Botas got ahead of Hamilton and Vettel yeah. was um, abnormal, I'd say. He's not a good starter. Who, yeah. Hammer Time? Yeah, period. Not a good starter. Well, I don't know if you can say that, but uh, I would like to note that this is the first race, I think, this is what uh, my guy Will Buxton said, this is the first race where Ferrari has more horsepower than Mercedes. Is that, is that accurate? Uh-oh. I mean, I've got, I've got good sources, but nobody has an accurate readout on horses. <laughs> Will Buxton seemed to know, and oh, and uh, Nico Rosberg also confirmed. What do you think they're sticking a probe up the asses of those engines, measuring horses? I mean, come on, stick a probe up you, dude. So it's all it's all estimates. <laughs> so I'm sure maybe we'll get. I think I'd like to dive into Hamilton a little bit here. I know we'll get into his antics and his poor sportsmanship afterwards. But wow. my opinion watching that was. When he lost that start, his poor start is what cost him the race. And he can, I think what he you know, conveniently did after was try to blame Raikkonen for him not winning. When in fact, his poor start was the reason he didn't have a shot. All right, and the all right. only reason he was even close was because of the safety cars, which was his saving grace. He was terrible off that start, and that's what cost him the race. Go ahead. No debate that Lewis had a bad start. He was third in the first corner, and he was third into the third corner, which is where Kimmy locked up a little bit. I didn't think it was an overly aggressive move, but he braked late, locked up a little bit, and uh, knocked into Lewis's rear rear right. Yeah, spun yeah. Lewis. That's hard to say, huh? Rear rear right, rear wheel right. It's not, not that hard. Uh, <laughs> you, you struggled. Well, I went for a run. I'm dehydrated, and now I'm just having a, a dinner of beer. So forgive me. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lewis. So I think Lewis was in third at that point and would have been okay, but for Kimmy hitting him and putting him at the end. I would like to say, Andrew. You mean your point is is okay? Where it loses a little ground is yes. Lewis had a bad start. But you, Kimmy messed up. So, but he would Lewis would not have won that race. Uh, debatable. He lost the race at the start. 
I can't. I can't. Well, he made up every position but one. I have to say yeah, that but, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say, like, with the safety cars, he basically got back up to the front and he had a chance. Like, so he couldn't. He was behind Vettel after the start. He would not have been able to pass Vettel. That's my opinion. I don't think he would have been able to do it. I'll say that uh, that Hamilton did do a good job getting back through the front. He did have a uh, faster pace than a lot of the front runners. even. Um, the safety cards did help him. These are all true things. We don't know whether Sebastian was turning out his engine because he wasn't in any danger. Uh Wow, I don't, I don't know. That, I don't know that Lewis lost it at the start. We do know that he lost and fell down to third place, and Kimmy hit him. Then he fell down to eighteen, nineteenth place, I guess. I, I just, I, I just feel that he didn't take any, um, you know, he, he didn't take it on himself to say I messed up at the start, and that's why I was put in that position. Like he didn't take. Uh, he didn't take responsibility for it. and You're that, a better man than he. What can we say? Okay. So I, I heard... Who's clicking? Is Charlie typing? It's Charlie. Jesus, Charlie. Come on, we're on a podcast. Uh, Lewis typing. was super... Lewis was super pumped about coming in uh, first on Saturday. And some people have said he hasn't been that excited after qualifying since he got his first pole at the British Grand Prix. Uh, so, you know, I think he's caught up in the World Cup fever and England's still in it. It's his home Grand Prix. I think that Lewis was super gutted, and I hate the guy, but I give him enormous credit for staying with it after what has to be a really demoralizing start for him, his fault, and then a demoralizing collision, not his fault. Andrew's about to roast him. I mean, for, just furthermore, you even during the race, Carolyn, Carolyn was ripping on this guy. He's complaining like every three laps, and he kept on saying, I have damage, and his team is saying, you don't have any damage. Stop complaining. Just race. He's such a little baby. Just get on with it. You're going to obviously pass all of these cars and get into the top five no matter what because your car is so much better. So do that. Then he got a gift with these safety cars. I mean, just stop complaining and race. And saying that he, if you look at his Instagram post, he says, I lost three kilograms fighting my way back. Dude, what are you talking about? You're passing, you're passing these jokers like Alonzo at the back of the pack, and then you get up to the front. So just, <laughs> just stop it. You have a better car. You didn't do nothing to get back up there. It's absolutely bizarre. Unnecessary swipe it, Rob, there. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with that. I also have to say, I don't just. I actually, I don't have any reason to know this. I wasn't there. But I do think that this was a very physical race. For everybody. This, uh, for everybody. Agreed. I mean, Sebastian Vettel had a neck <laughs> injury just because of practice. What was because that? They're taking, they're taking these. This is the fastest uh, high-speed curves of the year, I believe. G4. And I think it puts tremendous strain on their necks. Um and I guess Seb didn't hit it hard enough in the gym in the offseason. He had, like, a neck strain. He's he said it was extremely painful in qualifying. He's got a dad bod, Seb. Yeah. In any he, event, he does. I, do, I do believe, Lewis, uh, that he could have lost three kilograms, which is over a gallon of water during the race. But I, I don't think that's unique to Lewis and the struggle that he went through getting from the back of the pack, back to the front, which Vettel did and Botas did two races ago. Agreed. And I think that a lot of Lewis's disappointment was he was super pumped, 
home race on pole in the battle of his life for the championship, and he didn't win it. I think that was the primary driver of it. I agree. Okay. Do we? We got to keep going down our list here. Yeah. Uh, so Kimmy hit Lewis. Did anybody? Kimmy got a ten second, right? Ten yeah. second. Uh, unfair. Very unfair. Penalty. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was reasonable, given that Kimmy didn't. This was my. This was he my point, up, dude. That's racing. This is my point from last season, last race though, is that you got to take into account what happened to Kimmy. If Kimmy had spun and Kimmy and Lewis were at the back, then I say it's more like Vettel's situation from the French Grand Prix. But Kimmy came out like looking like roses from this. So, Charlie, what do you have to say about this? I disagree. You penalize the infraction. You don't call like yeah. You don't in golf. If you hit it out of bounds, it's out of bounds. You get the foul. It's not whether like you're closer to the hole and can play the shot. You're out of bounds. It's a foul. In this case, penalty. Give him a penalty. And also, it also looks ridiculous in comparison to Sebastian Vettel's penalty, which was pretty much the same thing. And I know you're going to come back with this defense of Vettel spun out, but it was the exact same hit. They should be penalized the exact same way. I'm. I'm- I'd like to say I'm proud of Charlie for using a golf analogy. There's not been enough golf analogies. <laughs> he did say foul. He said, he said not, penalty and foul. Sure so I, yes, not perfectly executed, but great. Um, I agree with Charlie, though. I don't think it's right. You penalize one different than the other because of the outcome. It's did he make? Did he do something wrong? Did he? Was it a racing incident, or did he just do something wrong? People complain now because they're saying, "Why was Vettel penalized five and Kimi ten? Be consistent. It's confusing. I don't think he should have been penalized anything. He's racing. He made a a racing mistake. He braked a little too late. He locked up. Guys lock up all the time. It happened in in an early corner, and so he he swiped Lewis. Lewis didn't have any damage on his car. I don't know. I don't think it's a penalty. It's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a... I'm a Ferrari over Mercedes guy, and I'm saying I think it is fair to penalize somebody if their driver, if their driving causes another driver to have a mishap. I mean, but if you want to, if you want to lock up on your own and just like compromise your own race, fine, no penalty needed. But when you're when you're driving around somebody else, uh, you've got to be more careful. And if you're not, you should face consequences. Nah, fair nope. enough. All right. Last word. Um, nope. Wait, just just a quick <laughs> last word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> just a quick thing. I was about to go down the soccer analogy, and then I remember we're a golf podcast. That I'm going to make an excuse for myself. Penalty fell. You know, I have both sports on the mind. John, what's your what's your drop dead uh, time tonight? Um, twenty Eastern. Yeah. Let's keep going then. All right. So uh, Mercedes. And not just Lewis. We had we had interviews with Toto, and we heard comp via Toto. We heard comments from James Allison, and we also heard comments directly from Lewis. Mercedes salty is a understatement for what they were saying. I, I, yeah, I don't even know what to. I don't even know what to say. It was just absolutely ludicrous. And I mean, does anybody remember the the actual quote? He said originally he he did Lewis did two two times. He said this one was. Well, one, he skipped the post-race interview because he's such a loser. But two, they finally caught up to him on the podium and he said they had interesting tactics. And then in the post-race interview session, 
backstage, he doubled down and said that it's very odd that for two races, the Ferraris and are, have been hitting them, and they better steer clear of the red cars, and they better qualify first so not to deal with them. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> uh, and, and Toto Wolf said, James Allison, a former Ferrari guy, now a Mercedes guy, so James, Toto Wolf is saying, uh, James said, I don't know whether it's incompetence or deliberate. Those are the two options. Like, they're idiots don't know how to do this or at all, or they're trying to take us out. Can, all of the Mercedes guys have since walked back those comments saying, sorry, sorry, heat of the moment. But uh, Christian Horner was in there, you know, trying to stir the pot among the top three and saying, hmm, looks like uh, Mercedes and Ferrari aren't getting along so well right now. Um, I'd like to put a request in. Next time you do a Total Wolf quote, can you say it with an Arnold Schwarzenegger accent? Uh, I'm going to ask Charlie to do the accents in the O'Brien family. Yeah, Charlie's much better. So, Charlie, if you could just do that, just say uh, incompetent or whatever Rob said. Yeah, now, now, I, now that I know it's expected, I'll be ready. Just All right. Uh, what do you guys think of the track, Silverstone? I loved it. I was just absolutely gutted after watching that race, though. But I lost two kilos. <laughs> The, the topography, isn't that Rob's, that's yeah. how he, that's how topography? Yeah. I, I was watching with Rob and I couldn't help but notice there was not much elevation change. I mean, yeah. The bare minimum elevation change. And yet he loved this one and hates France. So, interesting. So, I have to central source, man. Is it topography? So I have to say in my defense that although it was relatively flat being on a former RAF airbase, uh, there there did seem to be more identifying characteristics of the track. And so I thought France was so pancake flat. It was like straight line, chicane, straight line, chicane, straight line, chicane. I had no idea where we were. You just described a racetrack. No, on Silverstone, there's got to be a turn in there. Ooh, roasted. I just dropped an RAF bomb on you. Uh, Royal RAF. The R stands for Royal, right? Rob would like to talk. Uh, In Silverstone, there are the 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 S's (laughs) that are that are akin to um, Japan, and there are some identifiable curves. Turns. I don't like the fact that they have names for them rather than numbers that like they do at Monaco. Abby. I think that should be a Monaco unique thing. Mm. Um, and like, I'm, I'm tired of hearing like, oh, at Farmer Abbey or Brooklyn. I'm like, where the hell is that? Yeah, Paddington. Talk about like what? inside baseball. I just didn't like it. <laughs> oh, oh, so you can recognize all the turns visually, but you can't do it with the names. Yeah, Bowen are talking about. They're also saying, like, off-camera, oh, Verstappen went off-track at Brooklyn's. I'm calling shenanigans on this bit. It was a good run, but... I like it. All right. Go ahead. Uh, The next topic is uh, a lot of tracks this season are getting a third DRS zone to try and facilitate overtaking. At Silverstone, it's the first additional DRF zone to incorporate a corner. So it's the uh, start-finish straight and then turns one and two. I'm not going to call them Farm and Abbey because I think that's stupid. So you have the option but you just did. Of going through turn one and two with your rear wing open. 
uh, obviously a lawless downforce in that case. And what I what I've been told by my sources is that uh, cars were not really able to do that. And actually, Erickson closed his rear wing late, and that's what led to his losing the rear and crashing out. Yeah, couldn't establish the downforce quick enough after uh, closing. Exactly. I love it. I think it adds an element of uh, tactics or strategy, like, you know, how aggressive do you want to be? I, I think it's great to put DRS in turns. Totally agree. Love it. Yep. I'm on board as well. Add a little driver variation. Let's separate the drivers. If you can handle the DRS later or even through the turn, you think you can do it? Awesome. Most people probably won't go for that, but yeah, I love it. Yeah, I thought the cars looked awesome at Silverstone. I, the camera work, I mean, the safety guards did help the racing element and bring the pack together, but I thought the cars looked really good going through those fast turns. Like, so. Yeah, no, especially through Abbey and Brooklyn. Okay, you don't even know what those are. Uh, so Max was back at it. Max had a retirement because of, I think, a gearbox issue. But even prior to the race, he was just ripping on his Renault engine, saying it's 70 to 80 horsepower down on the uh, other leaders. Yeah. I mean, now that we know that uh, Red Bull's leaving Renault, is this a little case of what we saw with McLaren last year, just ripping Honda to cover up for their own defects? No, no. because Red Bull has the best chassis in the game. <laughs> Yeah, look at Renault compare. Look at all the other Renault cars compared to Red Bull. So, what's there to cover up? So, um, in this in this particular race, Force India did outrace the Renault cars, but in a lot of cases, the Renault cars outrace the other Mercedes cars. Uh, question: Didn't didn't Hulk finish? You're forgetting a major point, though. Red Bull is still a customer of Renault. The analogy you just made would be Renault is beating all their customers. It's not. Red Bull is kicking Renault's ass, including McLaren. So yeah, but that's, that doesn't apply. That's because that's because Mercedes and Ferrari are just burning money. I mean, oh, get it. We already went. Through, we already went through the financials. Let's not do this again. What are, what are you saying, Rob? You know. It's crazy talk. The guy without a shirt on is going to tell us about financials. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Red Bull has the best chassis. They have nothing to cover up. If they, had a, if they had a Ferrari engine, they would be destroying Ferrari and Mercedes. I yes. First of all, this is a, this is a Hypotheticals very lively are fun. debate. This is a very lively debate among me and my other F1 fan, friends, which is, what is F1? Is it an aero series? Is it an aero plus engine series? Is it an aero plus engine plus driver series? And I think it's all of those three. And so... You got a lot of debates going on in your head there with yourself. I think that there, <laughs> I think there, be, I think that there should be a cost cap. So you have to allocate your money among those three things and decide oh. what's important. Um, right now we have Mercedes and Ferrari just dumping money and buying whatever they want of those three things. Socialist Rob. I've got a pretty hot take. Why are we complaining about F1 this year? It's one of the most exciting seasons we've had since we started following this, support, this sport. Why do we need to change something and put caps on it and all that jazz? Yeah, it's awesome this year. It's beautiful. I also think uh, a, a couple of those guys, I forget who it was, maybe it was Christian Horner, very smart by saying, 
you know, people were complaining about a couple boring races. He said, not every race is going to be exciting. We've had some great ones recently. I would say the last three have been just absolutely phenomenal. Seb said that, too. Agreed. I totally agreed with you guys that we have a great championship uh, constructor, cha- constructor championship and driver championship series going on this year. Also, Red Bull's in the mix. But as a fan of McLaren, it, it, the midfield is, like, out of it. There's just... The, mid- the top three teams and their other top the other teams, and I would like to see everybody racing every weekend. So, yeah, I mean, elf in the room. Rob kind of brings us all down. We all have great teams, but Ross is terrible, so it's a bit depressing. But what, one point that I wanted to make was I think the, as they say, best of the rest or the midfield, that has been some really exciting racing the past couple, um, and I've loved every minute of it. I think we'll get into some of those rivalries in a moment. Yeah, I, I, well, again, I'll let Rob kick off the rivalries in a minute here, but I, I just want to key you in. I was watching with Rob on Sunday, and, I mean, Raikkonen is battling with Hamilton, Hamilton's battling with Botas, and Rob's sitting there like, why are we panning to ha- Alonzo, who's in 10th place, and oh, battling, and he's, he's demanding the cameras go to Alonzo. It was unbelievable. Dude, it's that's so crazy. Cool. McLaren has all the money in the world, too. They're just stupid, and they're incompetent. <laughs> yeah, they that's why as they're not much competing. as anybody. They, they have dough coming out their ears, you know? I, I, what is Rob complaining about here? I think we looked at the financials in the last pod, and McLaren is not spending nearly we are. We, they should Rob, be. I already pretzeled you on this. You did not take into account the cost of the engine R&D. So until you come at me with the facts, let's stop with the financials. McLaren is the Germany of NATO right now, and I will not stand for that. This is a non-political thought. <laughs> you stop. are Angela Merkel. All right, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> okay, so there were a couple of really good battles on track. Did anybody see the clip that Formula One put together of Alonso battling Magnussen? Awesome. That was and, so great. So are you guys being sarcastic <laughs> or what? No, I'm, I'm being serious. John was being sarcastic. I was serious. All right, Andrew, what did you think? I, it was it was amazing. I mean, he was just so. What I think Magnuson is developing that reputation. I forget if it was Bad Boy of F one. It was a bet. Someone else said he's the most. Da- it was a different driver. I, I forget who it was. It might have been Leclerc. Someone said this is the most dangerous driver I've ever raced with, and Alonso verified that in the last one. He said, "What is he doing?" And then you saw the clip. He cut him off three times, just continually pushing him off track. I mean, Alonso could have held his ground, and they would have both crashed. Alonso probably harder because. It was the front of his car, but it was also what Magnuson and Hulkenberg earlier this season. Yeah, Hulkenberg, vicious, vicious, vicious uh, rivalry. I, you know, I as an employment lawyer, I've had this where where we're trying to do an investigation, and like, why do you have so many people who hate you at this company? Doesn't that say something? And I got to say, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from Magnuson yeah. now. Like, so many people think you're a terrible driver. It's not just like Vettel and Lewis going at it. It's like everybody saying, you are crazy, dude. Did you have to fire yourself in that situation? Or how's that pan out for you as a lawyer? Uh, I don't investigate myself. So presumably I've been cleared in all investigations to date. And that, 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 blonde, yeah. that blonde beard just weirds me out. I Just get him out it of does. that. Get him out yeah. of the sport. Very odd. No, no, I like Magnuson. I and I think that Gunter's Charlie. Can you say his name, Gunter? Gunter Steiner. Uh, yeah, Gun- Gunter. 
Gunter Stein? Gunter, Gunter Stein. Half. 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 Just I'm gonna go just back and watch True Lies to get the true the accent going. Uh, I'd say he he very oh. very funnily said at the end of the race, "Oh, just a typical race for us. One of our guys crashed out. The other one's being called to the stewards for an racing infraction." This guy's got a good <laughs> sense of humor. <laughs> he does stand up on the weekends, I think. Speaking of of Haas. Uh, the other Haas driver, <laughs> Romain Grosjean, <laughs> crashed out with uh, Carlos Sainz. Any thoughts on that one? That was during one of the restarts. Still, I, I, I watched it so many times, I still don't know whose fault it was. But, hey. Racing incident. Yeah, Haas, Haas had a terrible weekend. Also, their, their young buck, Santucci, or whatever his name is, oh, man. made a complete a-hole of himself. Yeah, he's toast. Yeah, John, you want to explain that one? It's an F2. Yeah, F2. So for those of you not in the know, F2 is the minor leagues of F1. And there is a young, uh, used-to-be up-and-coming American driver named Santucci Ferrucci or something. No, that's actually his name. Out of Connecticut. Yeah, whatever. And uh, he he had like three different infractions at the race on, on Sunday morning he was like texting and driving apparently he rear-ended his own co-worker uh at the end of the race and then after he, like, the race was finished yeah after and, the race was finished he just drove into the back of him and then like the steward said oh you gotta meet with us after the race because you really messed up and he basically just said uh sorry i have to go to the airport later and uh so yeah he embarrassed himself he embarrassed america um, I'm not a Santucci Ferrucci fan anymore. <laughs> and also, he was uh, he he lobbied ahead of the race to get the "Make America Great Again" logo put on his oh car. Oh my gosh! Wow, I'm surprised you're not into that, Rob. That was denied because they they don't allow political slogans on the car. And then then he was also you're from, you're missing one infraction, which is he was. Texting and driving in an F2 car. I said texting John, and driving. John, cle- John clearly mentioned that one. Yeah, he said that one. <laughs> um, and not to switch topics off of uh, Santucci Ferrucci. <laughs> fantastic. But just to go back to uh, Grosjean and uh, Signs for a second, I don't really – I'd like to talk to those people that really wanted to punish Raikkonen. I think, John, you're on the right track. How can you punish Raikkonen for locking up a racing incident, obviously a mistake, and then not punish Grosjean for losing his back end in another racing mistake and crashing into science? Mm. Well, riddle me that. Well, we've all lost control of our back ends from time to time. Can you really fault the guy? <laughs> Some more than others. <laughs> Anyway, it's a little bit of inconsistency on a Greyhound bus. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Don't let's not get into the Greyhound bus. <laughs> Making the fifth. <laughs> All right. Yeah, a little bit of inconsistency. Uh, I thought the safety cars really spiced things up. I mean, they did help Hamilton. They bunched the field back up. They led their really exciting race restarts. They also added to the tire strategy. Like, do you come in and take a kind of a, a lower cost pit stop? I love safety cars, so I love tracks that um, encourage them. Not like this track was uh, tight walls or anything, but when you go around these curves at such high speeds, it's easy to lose your car out into the gravel. Yeah, I think that we've got to be building tracks that have 
higher safety car percentages. It really mixes things up. It's exciting. It was. We're as long as we're safe. I don't want to lose any drivers out there. No. We got the halo. Don't worry about it. All right. No. Life updates? John, you want to go first? You might be have to go soon. Yeah. Uh, life updates. So I am in... Uh, Colorado. What, what, what's the nickname for Colorado? Sun, not the Sunshine State. What was it? Anyone Mountain else? State. Who knows? Anyway, uh, reefer madness. Maybe yeah. they love their marijuana out here. Um, How high are you right now? None. Zero high. Uh, well, I'm a mile high. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the air is actually thin. Like, you're, I feel, you're such uh, a narc. <laughs> I, I have to breathe a little heavier, to be honest. Or I did the first day. It's it's a little thinner, but uh, I'm I'm getting through. A we have these intensive uh, all day work events, and I have to go to a uh, dinner party, pool party. Actually, I'm not wearing my bathing suit. Some people were joking about their speedos, and we have a lot of Europeans at this trip, so I'm not oh, sure man. if it was actually a joke or not. Uh, we'll see. I'll keep you updated on that. And, but I have pictures. been. I've been pitching the F1. Um, I haven't said the. I said the podcast to two guys, uh, but I'll say to more. We have all. It's a melting pot here. So I was talking to the Finnish guys about Kimi. They hate Valtteri. I don't understand this at all. Everyone loves Kimi and they hate Valtteri. I don't get it. But I then feel I was, you might. Maybe. Do some research on that. Yeah, I was trying to dig in, peel back the onion. Um, and uh, I was talking to, there's a bunch of Dutchmen. They, they like Max, obviously. Um, and everyone says Alonzo's a joke, so I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a troll. No, they're not. Fly back Friday, land at midnight. Um, my car's in the shop, and my grill needs to be picked up from Lowe's. So that's what's going on right now. Can I? Yeah. Uh, just to let you know, um, onion in Finnish is sipuli, so feel free to use that tonight. Yeah, try to, try to use that tonight <laughs> to find out what, what the difference is between Kemi uh, and this sipuli and shove it up your something. Yeah. That's what no, I'm saying. John, do some original research for a change. Come on. <laughs> shove this sipuli up your tailpipe. Yeah. I was going to say sipuli the entire night. Sipuli. Don't say that's an Italian <laughs> that's, that's, that's onion in Finnish with an Italian accent. Sipuli. <laughs> sipuli. <laughs> All right. What you're doing with Max Pooley? Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, John. Note note to self. It is eight twenty. Yeah, it's fine. All right. I'll, I'll run to the party. Who's going next? Charlie. All right. I'll go next. Um, life updates. It seems like just yesterday we were recording a pod, uh, so not too much. Okay, I'm. I crashed hard on Monday, coming <laughs> off a vacation, a six day vacation, five day vacation. So that was quite difficult being back at work. No to no way around it. It stinks. Um, so yeah, back at the grind. Got my dog. It's nice to see her after a little separation. Went to the grocery store tonight. I'm really hoping there's some dinner downstairs for me after this. Who knows? Uh, that's that's about it. I'm just back at the grind. I got to go to Burlington tomorrow. So you got to feel you, you got to feel bad for a guy who spends a week at the Cape and then has to go back to work. yeah, no, without air conditioning. <laughs> Can you explain your um, tardiness to the pod, please? Um, Becky and I went grocery shopping. It went a little long. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus on this pod. <laughs> but if you, if you, you saying that, to. just threw someone under the bus. Yeah, That's I know. <laughs> Very smart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go next. I got to echo Charlie's. I was exhausted Sunday night, Monday. I almost fell asleep at work. 
Um, I got six hours of sleep over from the from the third to the eighth or whatever it was. What? <laughs> no, every day you got six hours per night. Six hours, six hours per night. Wow. Um, so I was just exhausted. Currently, I'm at home alone, and my cat, Annie's cat, my dog, my child, my wife are all at Drake's Island. Wow. What? Already? Like a dinner of beer, I guess. When do they get back from Drake's? Um, I'm headed up tomorrow because we, I've started my summer schedule, which is head to Drake's Island every Wednesday night and then work up there remotely Thursday, Friday. So, Charlie, you want to have uh, lunch tomorrow in Burlington? Yes. Where do you work? Let's take it offline. Where do you work in Drake's? It seems like a very um, not I, a great house for that. Yeah, I work in Don's room. Oh. And what's Don doing in the room while you're at the coming? bedroom? The, like the extra, the extra like uh, living yeah. room. I got finished. Don, I just go up. Don sits in a bathrobe watching. And I'm also able to put on the uh, Tour de France there up there, so it's great. It's actually a perfect place. Nice. Okay. No real updates for me. I was in Boston this past weekend, just hanging out. Grant's birthday. Shout out to Grant. Um, we went to an arcade. Um, as, he, as he tends to do and I that's about it to copy for a nice long walk around Castle Island it was a lovely day lovely weekend uh, we, we lost in the first round of oh, I forgot to yes last night early exit for the number two seed uh, just not on our game um, no excuses but you know I was gutted I lost three kilograms yesterday well, you said straight sets. What? How many did you have to uh, win? It was best of three. We lost the first two. Oh my gosh, what were the was it, wasn't even close. Twenty-one thirteen. I think it was twenty-one thirteen. The next. What? I don't think we ever had like more than three, more than two serves in a row. It was it was bad. I don't know. Well, but guess what? We got to bounce back on Monday. New season, new new me. All right. Did you guys hear about the the new? Ch- Who's got a fire engine in the background? Uh, that's me. I don't know what's going on in Denver. Did you guys hear about the, the latest rumors running around F1, which is that the 2021 engine changes, which are the big kind of like revamp of the engine changes that we haven't seen since, what was it, 2014. They were talking about getting rid of the MGHU, which I think is the energy harvesting from the heat exhaust. And it was supposed to simplify the engine and entice other manufacturers such as Porsche and... Audi back into the fold and because they're an Aston Martin maybe and because they're not like that interested now they're talking about well we were doing it to get them in and if they're not going to come in we're not going to do it so now they're talking about keeping the engines kind of as they are which which I, I like the change I like change I mean this goes back to the season's great why why change it up yeah all right uh, do you guys hear that Alonzo? There's some talk of Renault saying uh, we're interested in Alonzo, but we want him locked up for a more than one year deal. I did see that. Yep. I, I think that would be a good move for Alonzo. I think Renault's a team on the upswing, the manufacturer team. I would rather see him go to F1 uh, personally, get the IndyCar. 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 Yeah, sorry, IndyCar, and get the, the triple crown of motor racing. Renault's a good team for him. I think it's a good fit. I yeah, think that's he could be a jockey. Do like Kentucky Derby, Preakness, Belmont. 
Yeah. Dude, have you seen his neck? It weight his neck weighs more than most jockeys. He could be a, full, he could be a fullback. I'd love for him to go to Reno and then McLaren get good all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Andrew, this is a question for you. Is yes. the Ferrari the fastest car on the grid right now? Yes, confirmed. Seen in person. It is. Anybody disputing that? No. Most ponies. No, I, I will dispute it. I think it's a I think it's a track setup type of deal. I think if we go to I don't know, more of a street course, I think we're talking Mercedes Red Bulls type of track. I, I just think it's a little track dependent. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly. But wasn't Sil- Silverstone is supposed to be a Merck Exactly. That's Merck's track, right? That's Ferrari struggles and oh, I think they're having downstream effects from that that engine upgrade. I, I, I don't. That was not a very smooth transition. I think they're still working through some of the issues. I think they'll be back. They'll be they'll be battling with Ferrari head to head on each race. Yeah, I mean they were right there. They, it, it, it wasn't. Uh, it was one two one two. It wasn't a Ferrari lockout and qualifying in the race. So um, I'm not. But I do think that if if I were to choose if I were to choose a car that I wanted. Uh, my best driver in, I think I would choose the Ferrari car right now. Same, same. All right. All right. Uh, next next race, let's talk about tires next time. Um, next race is the German GP at Ockenheim. Charlie, you want to say that? Ockenheim, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, finally, we, we finally get a week off. We, we deserve yeah, it. Finally, finally, we're exhausted from all this podcasting. It's going to be what July twenty second, two weeks yes. from the from the British Grand Prix. Uh, the World Cup will be over, so we'll all be able to return our full focus to Formula One. And uh, apparently, there was a race there in two thousand sixteen. I got to admit, I have no recollection of it. I recall um, it very well. I'm a big fan of Hockenheim. It's the one that the back end you go through a forest and oh. then come back out into the main part. It's a sweet trick. Yeah, I think they took away the forest. Topography. No. No, All right. No, no. They took the Rhineland. I, I did watch an onboard lap, and it looks like there's a really good mix of um, stuff going on and overtaking possibilities. The corners are not don't look fast like Silverstone. They look mostly all slow turns. Um, can, can so different me? type of track. It should be what a terrifically flat track, though. Oh, so. is it? I was going to ask for a quick topographical preview, but all right, guys. I'll ever making that comment. Uh, one, one quick tire, tire point is that they are skipping a compound. So it goes medium, one step soft, softer, soft, and then they're going two steps softer to the ultra soft. I love that move. I think it like adds some strategy into the ultra soft. It's not going to last nearly as long as the soft. Whereas if they had done the intermediate step of the super soft, there wouldn't be as much. I love the kind of mixing it up, skipping a step. We haven't seen that since. China. 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 So I love it. And I can't wait to see what happens in the race. I agree. Can't wait. Can't wait. Well, until then, we will have to wait. Um, so see you cats later. See you, boys. Ciao. Peace out. Vroom.